RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles, and we have plenty to talk about this week with the NFL Combine going on um, all last week. I don't know if I'm the norm or if I'm batshit crazy, but I watched the hell out of the Combine. I mean, I watched it every day. I even taped it and watch it at night sometimes. I just It's one of those things I enjoy watching. Uh, I don't love to watch the draft. Um, all that mock draft. I don't want that. But the combine to me, I enjoy watching young athletes um, secure their future. And when you see players come out that maybe you haven't heard of as much and they do great things at the combine, all of a sudden they're the talk of the town. That's real cool. Um, you'll see some players that, uh, for instance, like um, the Medcalf kid, DK Medcalf, we were talking about his physique um, for weeks. He came out with a picture from Ole Miss, came out with a picture, and I was like, Jesus, I mean, that kid looks like he has a Batman suit on, pretty much. And then he goes out to the combine, and you want to not be impressed, but and I'm not the kind of guy that changes his mind because of the combine. I, I mean, the combine is not really there to move your, dra- your, your draft stock, although it does. It's just there to make sure that you don't have a deficiency. Like, say, for instance, uh, you're a cornerback um, and you're playing in the MAC or something. I mean, the MAC doesn't have the same receivers as the SEC. So if you go out there and you have some nice film in the MAC and you go to the combine, you run a, f- a 4 6, you ain't going to make it in the league. It's just not going to happen. So they're trying to find deficiencies. Uh, there's going to be some people jumping, you know, jumping up and jumping down. Uh, but somebody like Medcalf, who comes out, um, looks the part, uh, ran a 4-3, uh, jumped out to gym. And he had, <laughs> I got this from an email, an emailer. Uh, thank you, Brad. He said it, his body fat was 1.6%. Now, I didn't see that. I believe you, Brad. I don't. I didn't know that was physically possible. I didn't. I didn't know you could live at 1.6% body fat. But if you look at his picture, he looks like he's somebody who ha- is living with 1.6% body fat. Go and look at his picture if you can. Just Google his name and put picture and you'll go, Jesus. Um, if he can stay healthy and he looks like a specimen, he looks like somebody who is going to be a nice NFL player for a while. Now, all these NFL teams, there's so many... So many teams need so many things. The reason why you're up at the top of the draft board is because you sucked the, the year before. And you sucked because you need a lot of stuff. And I'm talking about Buccaneers, too, because we're, we have the fifth pick. That means we sucked. So the, if you look at the Buccaneers and say, what do the Buccaneers need? The Buccaneers need a lot of stuff. They do. I mean, there's not a position, maybe other, well, no, other than quarterback. There's really, the Buccaneers need somebody at every single position, just about. And they have some decisions to make. Uh, they just said that they're coming out and they're franchising Donovan Smith, which is going to be fourteen million dollars. That's, I mean, uh, we talked about that's something that has to happen. Uh, you can't lose your left tackle and put him out there. You can't because you just can't plug in a left tackle. You can't do it. 
You can plug in a right guard. You can plug in a right defensive tackle, but you can't plug in a left tackle. That will end the career of your very expensive quarterback, and we don't want that. But with Bruce Arians and the things they're trying to get accomplished here in the offseason, he's saying a lot of things, and to me, you know, front office people are almost like politicians. Like, you almost don't want to listen to what they're saying because they're not going to tell you what's really true. And for instance, like, um, Gerald McCoy, okay? Everybody says, well, they're going to retain Gerald McCoy, where if they're not going to cut him, what they got to do is make sure that everybody thinks that hell or high water, they want to keep Gerald McCoy. That's what they want everybody to believe. Now, what, what can't happen is you can't, and I, I've read so many different situations with the salary cap that I don't know where they are. I just don't. There's, I don't know. One, one publication says $5 million, One says $20 million. I don't know. I really don't. But I know that when you sign Donovan Smith at $14 million, that's $14 million hit on the salary cap, flat, period. That's a lot of money. If you think you're going to want to retain Quan Alexander, which they said they want to do, they want to keep Jerome McCoy, they want to sign Humphreys, they want to keep Deshaun Jackson, we got to fix our offensive line. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's not a lot of money there to be moving around with. So some of those things that they said they were going to do can't happen, unfortunately. We're going to give them the offseason, see how things kind of unfold, but especially just before free agency, you got to take a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt. And leading up to the draft is the same way. Oh, there's rumors the Bucks what Stop right there. There can't be a rumor about a draft pick ever. Because if a rumor gets out of a draft board room, whoever leaked that has got to be fired immediately. You cannot let people know who you're going to pick. So when all these guys have these rumors, they're just, they're really... Agents and organizations putting things out there to sway, to sway things, maybe cause a little reaction. So once again, you don't believe everything that you hear out there. Now, there's still a lot of stuff happening around the NFL other than the combine. Uh, the Jack, it looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to go after Nick Foles. Uh, I guess they're the front runners, and there's not, not a whole lot of others. There's not a lot of quarterback vacancies right now, okay? Uh, there just isn't. Uh, so Nick Foles, is, he's going to get his money. Uh, he's going to get the money that he deserves. And if you're bringing Nick Foles in to be your starting quarterback for the next four or five years, uh, you got to pay him. And they're going to pay him. They're going to play him handsomely, no doubt. There's no way around that. Anytime you re-sign a new quarterback, he's going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks uh, in the league because he's newly paid. Todd Gurley, I guess, is saying he has an arthritic knee. Um, well... You're playing in the NFL, so you got to learn to play with arthritis. Me and arthritis are good friends. And the second you step on an NFL field, after that, you are never going to be healthy again. Cause so nobody really gives a rat's ass about your knee. I mean, this is real talk. Like, oh, I, I can't play. Nobody cares. I mean, I had knee surgery um, on, on my knee, was on crutches for six weeks, got off the crutches, and played a week later. Nobody wants to hear about you being injured. You just got to play. And for somebody like Todd Gurley, you know where arthritis goes? Nowhere. So if you have arthritic knee, get used to it. It doesn't go. It's it's like luggage. It doesn't go nowhere. Get used to it. And nobody wants to hear about it because it's not going anywhere. And every season, it's going to be 16 regular season games. And then hopefully you're going to play some playoff games. But 
You can't fake your way through that because it's going to get harder and harder as we go. So, the re, you know, it came out, oh, my God, Todd Gurley has an arthritic knee. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what happens. You've been playing football since you were seven. That's what happens. But you got to get your way through that. Arthritis is not even something you could really acknowledge in football. You know, I've dislocated 10 fingers. I'm pretty sure you got arthritis in a dislocated finger. They don't straighten. I'm not sure that's the epitome of arthritis, but it's that's a good start. So nobody cares about that kind of stuff. So, you know, Todd Gurley towards the end, the end of the year and into the playoffs wasn't nearly as effective. Um, and I guess they're coming out to say that's an excuse, but I'm just trying to tell people that there ain't no excuses in the NFL. That's why I, I, I stay far away from running backs. Far. There's statistics that's come out now that the NFL has completely shifted into a passing league. Completely. And they're throwing the ball at 25% more than they ever have before. And it's all these mastermind coaches that are coming up with these crazy schemes that can't be stopped. And, you know, I don't know how long they're going to last. Some of them are going to be flashing the pads, but everybody's throwing the football right now. And if you look at the last, I don't know, just think of, just think in your mind, when was the last time that a running back was responsible for winning a Super Bowl? When was the last time that a running back was responsible for winning a Super Bowl? I would go all the way back to Terrell Davis. He had a hell of a quarterback, but that quarterback couldn't do it without a running game. And everybody needs a running game, but doesn't mean you need a stud runner. You need a great offensive line. And you need to be able to run the football over and over and over. The Patriots don't run the ball for a lot of yards, but they run the ball. At the end of the game, they have 35 rushes, usually. And it's about, it's about those numbers and running the football. So I wouldn't mess around with a running back in the first round ever. Saquon Barkley, boy, I tell you what, when you watch him play, you go, damn, I haven't seen that in a long time. But keep an eye on Saquon Barkley and see where it goes. He played his first year last year. Amazing, amazing football player. Probably one of the best football players in the NFL last year. And what, what did it equate to for the Giants? Nothing. They lost a lot of games. You can't win games through running backs anymore. It's just changed. Now, Antonio Brown, who I'm not sure who his people are. I'm not sure who he's represented by. Maybe Boris makes sense. Or um, my boy from Miami. Um, They didn't tell him to just shut his mouth. I've never seen anybody try to talk them their way out of money. He just, when you're telling people that I don't need the NFL, Boy, you, you, you're going to put yourself above that shield? It's a bad idea. That's the worst thing you can do. Because at the combine, everybody was asking around AB. No, there's no takers out there. Everybody's petrified of this freaking guy. And there's no doubt that he's a talent. But you want that in your locker room? I, I'm, I don't think I do anymore. He don't, give a, he don't give a shit about anybody but himself. You dyed your mustache blonde? <laughs> Why? I mean, that's a personal choice, but it's a bad one. And he's just doing funky stuff. He's just doing weird stuff. So looking at the combine and all these wide receivers out there, listen, you're not going to be Antonio Brown, but there's there are so many wide receivers fast as hell. They're all 6'2 or, or taller. There's, there's, a, there's a big crop out there. Once again, it doesn't mean they're going to be Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is one of the best receivers that ever laced up, period. He, statistically, he just is. And when you're watching all these wide receivers run these crazy, crazy uh, speeds, 
once again, people sometimes get enamored with speeds at the combine where if I was a scout, the problem is you have to kind of figure out a way to weigh the measurables and the unmeasurables, okay? So if you're looking at uh, a quarterback like Dwayne Haskins, okay, big, tall kid, strong, he ran a 504, which is about what I ran in the combine, so he's not that fast, Um that's not what he is, though. And you're looking at a guy like Dwayne Haskins, you, you kind of see what he's going to be. You, you see what he's going to be. So the measurables are his big arm. The immeasurables are usually your knowledge of the game. So somebody like Kyler Murray, who came out, and there's still rumors that he's going to be the first pick, and nobody's ever going to know that till, uh, till the first pick. Um, he was 5'10", you know, he didn't throw at the combine, didn't run at the combine, which in the long run doesn't hurt people. But for myself, I would rather an athlete that like to put himself alongside the best in the world and see how he matches up. I, that's, I would like that attitude myself. It's not necessary, but it doesn't hurt for me anyways. And a lot of people get enamored with these times. And if somebody picks Kyler Murray high, and it's going to happen, he's going to be a top five pick. If somebody picks Kyler Murray high, they're taking, they're going to be the first team to draft a quarterback that short, that high. It's going to take a chance. They're taking a chance. If it works, you look brilliant. If it doesn't work, people are going to go out and say, I told you. I told you so. And they're looking at all the receivers once again with those crazy times. The best wide receiver of all times is who? Jerry Rice. We're not going to debate that one. Jerry Rice ran a 4.58. You don't have to be blazing fast. You have to be able to run amazing routes. That always, ha- that always helps. Watching the combine, boy, I tell you, I, I was at the combine in, in 89 or 90. And, you know, it just wasn't the same animal it is now. It's first of all, it's on TV. The whole thing is on TV now. Um, there's people in the stands watching. There's six thousand people in the stands watching. The gear is fresh now. Everybody got fresh shoes. We had to bring our own shoes. We had grays. It was raggly. Now they're making a big. It's Hollywood now. I and mean, these kids, um, you know, they're making money off these kids still. Uh, looking at the quarterback position, you know, we talk about um, Murray and you talk about Haskins. It's a tough situation. Those are two completely different football players. And I don't know if you can go wrong, but if you take one of them, your offense can be totally different than the other one. And that's up to you. Uh, Drew Locke was another name at the combine that everybody was raving about. And um, he might be the best quarterback in the draft. You don't know that. Because you know what? Usually the best quarterback in the draft is not the first one picked. I would say almost every time. There's been exceptions, but not that many. So it's it's the it's the immeasurable stuff, and you know somebody has to look at Tom Brady for an example, and he's an, about the, about as extreme an example as you can have. But you look at somebody like Tom Brady, and then figure out what his immeasurables were. Everybody's going to be different, but there was something about Tom Brady uh, in his confidence. You could be cocky. I don't mind the word cocky. Cocky and confidence are very close. But for Tom Brady to walk into, you know, New England as a six-round pick and tell Bill Belichick that's the, that's the best movie he's ever made, 
that should have come out somehow in the interviews. Doesn't mean you're going to be picking them higher, but those are some of the things that those confidence that not everybody has. Uh, Nick Bosa, who people believe may be the number one pick, uh, I'm questioning that now. But he was a good-looking athlete. He didn't run great. He ran a four-seven-nine. It's okay. He didn't play the majority of the season. His other, you know, bench press twenty-nine. Vertical jump, 33 and a half, all very good. But, you know, they had Quentin Williams go out there, run a 4'8", 30 and a half inch vertical. Quentin Williams is substantially bigger than Bosa. Um, Dexter Lawrence at 340 out of Clemson. He ran a five flat and pulled his quad at 340. I got some news for you, people. That's a 4'9 at 340. You try to block it. See how that's going to turn out. But there was a lot of defensive linemen running in the four sixes. And I'm not sure Nick Bosa comes out this as a number one pick. I'm not sure. But there's so many defensive linemen out there. That's when I'm looking at this Buccaneer team at five. And, man, trade down. Trade down and get to 10. And get a 10 and a 15 or 10 or 20. You may fall into... Uh, a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman. That's possible. But just one player, I don't know if one player is what the Buccaneers, Buccaneers need right now. I'm not sure about that. So, you know, with that pick, uh, obviously things got to happen in the free agency before uh, the Bucks can figure out who they're going to draft. Uh, the combine is just part of it. Most players, no, about all players that go to the combine also have a pro day. Uh, we had a pro day at Indiana, and fortunately for me, uh, I had Anthony Thompson. I graduated with Anthony Thompson, who was second in the Heisman, and he was number one rushing in that, that year. Um, so we had a pro day, and we all showed up. So there was a lot of scouts there. So a lot of scouts maybe got exposed to me for the first time. And I've, I've always was that player that, you know, tested well, ran well, moved well. And I think that probably helped my stock. But a lot of these players, you know, um, a lot of them are going to improve a lot of their times when they go to the pro day. Everybody runs faster in on their field than they do at the combine. And that's the fact. Like I ran a 4.87 at Indiana a week before the combine and I ran a five flat at the combine. It's just, it's just a slower turf. But somebody like Kyler Murray, I mean, there's going to be 32 scouts out there for his pro day. Um, they already measured him. It's a lot easier to throw in, in your situation, in your stadium. I would have liked to have seen him throw the ball uh, amongst his peers and you know, have that much confidence in himself would have been good. So, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen at the top of that draft. There's still a lot of things that need to happen between now and, and, and draft time, including free agency. But, you know, looking at that, that group of athletes, we've always, we always had a saying, you know, look like Tarzan and, and plays like Jane. Uh, that might be the case with some of these players, but I think there were some Tarzans in there that may be Tarzan, okay? And they may just be because these athletes don't look like they used to anymore. I didn't see not a stomach in the bunch, not a real stomach. I mean, just everybody's lean now. Everybody's fast now. Everybody's jumping. Like when you talk about combine training, I got, I mean, it was 80, it was 90, but I don't even know if I knew what drills they were going to run at the Combine. I don't know if anybody ever talked to me about what drills were going to be run at the Combine. So I really was exposed to it for the first time when I got there. Would it have helped me? Probably. 
if I'd have known what drills, I could have worked on them a little bit and improved my time. It didn't turn out poorly, but people are taking the combine now more business like, and I mean, and it's because it's a lot of damn money. It's a, it's a lot of money to move a few spots in, in the combine. So once again, the combine's over. I enjoyed it. Now it's free agency. Now it's shuffling around, moving your team around, getting yourself ready for that draft. Football season's a long way away. Uh, and believe it or not, I am watching AAF football, but not for long. I just watch it for a little bit, and it's just... It, it, you're watching bad football with no scoring. Like, you watched arena football back in the day. It was 60 to 50. I mean, it didn't have to be that great with scoring. You can't have crappy football with no points. So AAF, AAF got to figure some things out. I saw Jerry Jones wearing an AAF hat. Um, buy it or something because that thing's about to go belly up because the product is not good. I watched Aaron Murray yesterday, an old plant quarterback, and I think they scored eight points or something like that. So once again, I, I, I peek it, but but that's about it. If anybody ever has any emails for me, any questions, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Uh, do yourself a favor and go on Radio Influence or Stitcher or all the other ones, and I got a bunch of other uh, podcasts if you enjoy this one. Uh, but I enjoy doing this one. This is football, and uh, football is my passion and my life. Um, and don't forget that uh, every day, Monday, through Friday, the Ron and Ian show, 3 to 7 uh, on 620 WDAE at 95.3 FM. I appreciate you guys listening in. Have a wonderful week and be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Landry football with Chris Landry. Quick fix on Radio Influence. There's a lot of information that's going to come out of the combine from free agency talk, which all the agents have their convention. Uh, Just give you an idea of what this is like. The agents have their convention this time of year. The video directors around the NFL have their convention this time of year. The trainers have their convention this time of year right here. The doctors, team doctors, have their convention this time of year. Um, From a player personnel director standpoint, a lot of the scouting stuff, which I'm involved in uh, heavily, uh, I'm involved in that. There is some uh, competition committee stuff of which I serve as a consultant. There's a lot of that stuff that goes on that leads to the competition committee meetings in March at the owners meeting. So, I mean, everything is done on site at Indianapolis. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on. The reason I mention that is you're going to have a lot of news with the calendar year starting in a week. Uh, about, you know, trade talks and, you know, rumors and, and who's talking to who. Chris Landry brings you Landry Football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and, of course, RadioInfluence.com. 